Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 154 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share with you what I believe you should have a company for your property investing and explain some of the many benefits that you may not be aware of of having a company. So first of all, I'd like to say I can't give you any financial advice. This is merely education to open your mind and raise awareness to some of the things you can do with a company. I highly recommend you get some personal, individual property tax advice to help you set up your company in the correct structure that's suitable for you. And it really will depend on what you want to do with your company, if you have kids, etc. Do you want income now? Do you want capital growth? And so I highly recommend you speak to a professional. And obviously you can get recommendations from other property investors that you can meet at the Property Investor Network meetings. So it always used to be the case that historically, as property investors, most people would buy property in their own name. This was for a number of reasons. First of all, there were many, many mortgages available in your own name, far more than if you bought property in a company. Secondly, and actually probably the main reason was for tax reasons. So you could hold property in your own name, you could offset all of the interest you pay on mortgages against rental income to reduce the amount of profit and thus tax you pay. And also, if you were to remortgage a property, you could take out lumps of cash tax-free because it was debt and you could use that cash to buy more properties or do whatever you want with really. So it really was best to buy in your own name. That all changed in about 2015 when the government announced they were going to bring in something called Section 24 in April 2017. And this was a change to the way that we as property investors are taxed. Now I'm sure you've heard me talk about Section 24 before, just in case you haven't. What it means is if you own property in your own name, which the vast majority of landlords did, and if you have mortgages on your property, which again, the vast majority of landlords do, and if you're a higher rate taxpayer, which many property investors are, it means you'd pay a lot more tax on the rental income coming in from your properties. So much so that some landlords have actually seen the amount of profit they make after tax reduced by as much as 50%. So this was a major blow and what many property investors have done is they have moved their properties into a company. If people have been lower rate taxpayers, it may not have affected them that much. And many landlords have considered and are still selling up their portfolios earlier than planned because of this extra taxes. Now, the reason people would use companies historically was because maybe they were doing a partnership with a business partner or a family member. And because that joint ownership, they would put it into a company structure. Um, It was more expensive to do that. Uh, The legals often cost more. The financing mortgages often cost more. But nowadays, because most people are buying in a company, those costs have come down dramatically. And there's not that much difference between buying an investment property in your own name or buying it in a company structure. So moving forward, most people are using company structures. And there are many, many benefits to doing this. First of all, when you have a company, you can offset many of your expenses through that business, which reduces the profit, which means you pay less tax. What this means is you're paying for 
goods and services from pre-tax money in your business instead of paying for them from post-tax income in your pocket. Now, you can obviously only put legitimate expenses through that business, but my recommendation is to put as many expenses through that business as you possibly can. For example, if you have a mobile phone that you use predominantly for business, you can put that through the business. Um, If you do a lot of uh, traveling, you can put that cost through your business. Um, If you do property education and training, you can put that entire investment through your business. So your business pays for it from pre-tax money instead of post-tax money from your pocket. By the way, if you have not set up a company yet, you can probably backdate expenses that you have incurred on behalf of the company you can put through the business, you've probably got up to six months to claim that money back. So for example, I'm sure you bought a nice new computer for your property business. You might have paid for it personally. As long as you claim that expense within six months, you can offset it against your property tax. Um, If you make a loss in your property business, that loss can be carried forward and offset against future profit. And many people, when they first start a business, it takes a year or two for them to get into profit anyway. The other thing is when you set up a business, you could lend some money personally into that business to get it started. That might be some of your savings. It might be money you've released from your own property or from other properties. And then once your property company makes money, that loan can come back from your property business back to you in person. So it's a great way to get your business going using some of your own money, but you get that money back eventually once you're making profit in your property business. There are also other things you can pay for. Um, I believe you should have life insurance, um, particularly if you're working with other people and doing joint ventures or borrowing other people's money. All the cost of that life insurance can be put through your business as well. So there are many expenses you can put through the business and legitimately claim. Now, there are different types of property business that you can have. Fundamentally, there are two types of business. There's what's known as an investment business. And this is the kind of business where you would put your properties into that you are holding long term. So all your buy to let properties, your HMOs, all of your long term buy to rent properties would go into that investment business. And that's very important because that's the kind of business that mortgage companies will lend to. The other main type of business is called a trading business. So if you have a shop or a restaurant, that's a trading activity. If you are a consultant and you have a business for which you're paid, that is a trading activity. In property, if you're doing activities such as rent to rent, that's trading. If you're selling deals, that's trading. If you are doing purchase lease options, that's trading. If you're doing service accommodation, that is also trading. Now, If you own a unit that you're using as service accommodation, what you might want to do is to have an additional rental business that only handles your service accommodation units. So you might own the property in your investment business and your investment business rents that property to your SA management business. And the reason you might do that, if you have service accommodation or Airbnb or holiday lets, If you have over £85,000 of income on that particular business, then it would need to be VAT registered. Because if someone stays at a hotel or an Airbnb unit, it is seen as a VATable expense. Now, if you have a small company with less than £85,000 of turnover, you don't need to be registered for VAT. But if you have more than £85,000, you need to be registered for VAT and charging VAT to your tenants as well. Now, remember, a normal rental property, a single let or an HMO, you don't charge VAT. 
That's why you want to separate your service accommodation business from your other rentals because you don't want to have to charge your normal tenants VAT. That would make you very uncompetitive. So it's understanding these different structures is really important. And this is where a property tax accountant can help you with the structure of your businesses. If you have a number of different businesses, you might put them into a group structure. That means if you make or lose money in a particular company, you can move those profits and loss around, and it means it minimizes tax within the group. Again, a good property tax accountant will help you with this. And I do think it should be a property tax accountant. A normal accountant might have been very useful for other businesses you've had, but they sometimes don't have the in-depth specialist knowledge that a property tax accountant would have. So I do recommend you get the right advice. The final thing I want to mention, and I'm going to do a whole podcast about this very, very soon, is when you have a business, you can set up a business pension attached to that, which is called a SAS, a small self-administered scheme. Now, if you already have a SIP, which is a sell, um, a, a personal pension that you can use to invest in, in shares and things, you can move a SIP into a SAS. If you have other pensions, either private pensions or company pensions, final salaries, etc., they can also be moved into a SAS. If you're moving a final salary pension, you do need to get independent advice from an IFA. But remember, I'm just giving you education here. The reason you might want to pull some of your pensions together and put them into a SAS is because you can use that SAS, you can lend back to yourself to use for your property investing. Now, there are some restrictions and rules around that, and you need to understand if you get them wrong, there are some very high tax penalties. But as long as you follow the rules, you can use your SAS money for your property investing, and also you can lend your SAS money to other people and get a good return on that. Obviously, you want to be very careful when lending money to other people. They need to know what they're doing. They need to make sure they're going to give you your money back and they've got an exit strategy to obviously do that. But lending money through a SAS can be very powerful. The great thing about a SAS, unlike many other pensions, is that when you die, that SAS can be passed on to your spouse, your kids. Um, normally, if you have a pension, your your spouse might get 50% of it. Your kids might get some of it under a certain age, and then it's gone. It's lost completely. But a SAS will continue living. And you can have up to 11 members in a SAS. So you might have your kids can be in it, your partner can be in it, um, some brothers, sisters can be in it. So you can pull loads of people's money together and maybe have quite a substantial pot of money that you can use for your property investing. If you have an, another non-property business, one that requires a business premise, what you could do is actually your SAS, your pension could buy that business premise and your business could rent off your SAS. So in other words, your rental income and profit goes into your SAS, which is completely tax-free. So there are lots of benefits of SAS. You do need to have a company in order to have a SAS. And even if you sell or close that company, you can move your SAS to another company in the future. I've just sold my training business earlier this year. I had a SAS attached to it and I'm moving that to another entity now. So it's something that I'm going to do a complete podcast on. I highly recommend you do that. But the first step really is to make sure you have a property business or you might even have several businesses please get some professional advice about how to do that so that's all i wanted to share on this week's podcast i hope that's been useful for you and i look forward to sharing more information next week and as ever i encourage you to invest with knowledge invest with skill thanks for listening to the property magic podcast to get this week's show notes please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk 
forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.